The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. Hey, thanks once again. Kicking off another Winning Pony show. Got two guests that have been on before, so they know the ropes around racing, and you probably know them. The first is trainer Kenny McPeak, who is hoping to get into the Derby this year, but came up a race short. Senior Investment did capture the uh, Lexington, but the Lexington doesn't carry enough Derby points to get him in. Uh, Looks like he's made up his mind that uh, Senior Investment is probably going to go to the Preakness Stakes. Now, he could have another horse in the Preakness Stakes because over the weekend, it's your nickel will start in the Grade 3 Illinois Derby, a very, very open-ended race. So if he wins that, we're going to have to ask Kenny. You'll get the inside scoop of whether or not uh, both Colts might be going. Of course, uh, Kenny uh, is in the top 10 points with uh, Daddy's Little Darlin' in the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, he had a horse by the name of Ten City absolutely explode at Keeneland yesterday. So there's a lot to talk about. But the main thing is, is uh, you're invited to go down to Kenny's farm. You can join him at uh, Magdalena Farms Spring Open House in Lexington. Uh, you've got to go online. You go to Cindy with an I at MagdalenaRacing.com and RSVP. There's going to be a, uh, a morning event that happens from 10 till noon with discussions on confirmation, training philosophy, co-ownership of horses, legal issues, financial matters as they relate to horse ownership. Then everybody's going to go to the races at Keeneland. And then after the races, Kenny's going to host a barbecue at the farm. Very informal uh, evening. So if you'd like to uh, know more about Thoroughbreds, don't be shy. Kenny's very, very approachable. And then handicapping with us, and of course the Illinois Derby is one of the races we will be handicapping, is the one, the only Bob Railbird Roberts, longtime writer with the Cleveland Plain Dealer. He still gives handicapping seminars around the country. And uh, we'll be uh, looking at the, mainly the big race at Charlestown and what a field it has brought together. Of course, uh, when you put up that kind of money, I'm talking about one million two hundred and fifty thousand. You're going to get some talent horses. I think he's going to settle in on the same horse as me. But a friend of ours has three horses in the race, so it'll be very interesting to uh, to look at the, the Charlestown Classic. Okay, because of all the racing in the country. The easiest thing for you to do is to go to winningponies.com and pull down the easy win forms uh, that you can get. And let me tell you, we had some good hits. If you're playing the East Coast this week, it was a lucky 13 on the 13th at Aqueduct. A $1 pick five paid over $10,000. Yes, that's right. I said 10000 And on the same day, a $1 pick four at Aqueduct 
with the easy win forms returned $2,705. So with all the good racing that's going around, now Charleston obviously is going to have a slew of stakes. So if it's not a track you're familiar with, the easy win forms will get you there because they've got numerous stakes on that day. We're also going to look at the Dixiana Elkhorn Stakes, grade two. And uh, when you're pulling down your easy win forms, uh, you might want to uh, get the... uh, NHC, National Handicapping Contest, and the Breeders' Cup Championship Contest. The qualifiers this Friday go to horseplayers.com, and that's where you can go and get in your entry. So uh, if you want to get into the qualifiers, go to horseplayers.com, and you'll get all the detailed information. Don't forget, this could get you to the big one at the end of the year with awards more than $2.5 million. Well, sad news on the racing front, a very beloved gentleman by the name of Lynn Whiting. Yep, you'll remember his name associated with Little E.T., the horse that gave Pat Day his first and only Kentucky Derby. Of course, uh, uh, Lynn Whiting was uh, uh, the son of longtime horseman Lyle Whiting. He got his first win as a trainer back in 1969 at at. Lincoln Downs and Rhode Island. Over his career, he sent out over 6,000 winners. And uh, the the one, though, that he'll always be remembered most for, Little E.T. taking down the Kentucky Derby. So uh, Pat Day chimed in on that. You can certainly see his comments online. Well, Pat is a champion. Speaking of champions, Two-time champion Teppen has been retired. Uh, she's a two-time defending champion turf female. Uh, what can we say? You know, there's uh, not much that uh, she hasn't done. Uh, Mark Cassie and Robert Masterson uh, kept her in training all the way up until the time she was a six-year-old. But uh, she had, hadn't raced since her runner-up effort in, in the Breeders' Cup Mile last November. She'd been in light trainings, but some different things kind of happened to her. And... Uh, she caught a little bit of colic, so she missed her debut, and then she refused to break off for a workout at Palm Meadows, and uh, Cassie just felt like, you know, she's been so good to us, uh, you know, we're just going to ease ease off on her. As, as you know, uh, she uh, uh, has uh, just uh, been an amazing North American horse. She also went over and won the Queen Anne Stakes at Royal Ascot last June, so those of you who are Teppan fans, uh, she will not be bred this season. Uh, they they have announced. So uh, Teppen is off the charts for us now. Back on the charts is Classic Empire. And he uh, certainly inserted himself back strongly in the Derby picture with his win in the Arkansas Derby. Uh, he raided most of the way, took a lot of dirt. Who, uh, Julian Leperu was on top and uh, kind of was wedged in horses at, at, at one point, I think only three links separated eight horses in the field, and he was right in the mix of it uh, back in about fifth, taking dirt. Then, as they swung around the turn, he went six wide. Julian went to the whip, and Classic Empire uh, responded just beautifully. And of course, you know he was last year's Eclipse Award winner. So Mark Cassie won't be sending Teppen to post, but looks like first Saturday in May he'll be going in the gate in the Kentucky Derby. Okay, moving on with some other national news uh, that we have for you here today on Winning Ponies. Uh, We're going to uh, say that uh, coming up, if I get my scroll going here, that Mo Money 
is going to bypass the Derby. They were sitting on the fence until yesterday, and he is going to train up to the Preakness. The Preakness could be very interesting with some fresh shooters. So uh, Conquest Mo Money was another one of those Colts that was uh, purchased recently out of the Conquest Stable uh, dispersal. And uh, he's not Triple Crown nominated, so he's still going to have to pay a fee of 150000 to start at Pimlico. So we know where he's going. We'll see if he's going to meet uh, Kenny. You got to kind of root for this horse. He only uh, cost $8,500, and right now he's already won 508000 Now, McCracken's training very well. Uh, he breezed uh, a half mile at Churchill Downs the other day. Of course, uh, Brian Hernandez made the decision to go with him over Gervin, uh, the winner of the Louisiana Derby, who will have Mike Smith in the saddle. So uh, McCracken training well. It's going to be a heck of a race. And uh, with uh, Julian's ride in the Arkansas Derby, he was honored as Jockey of the Week by Jockey Talk 360. Uh, sad news, uh, Broodmare of the Year, Baby Zip, has been euthanized due to complications from laminitis. Uh, she first achieved national prominence as the Dam of City Zip, went on to win 818,000, has become a pretty prominent sire herself, but she's probably best known as the Dam of Stronach Stables' Ghost Zapper, a son of their awesome again, who was trained by Bobby Frankel at the time, won nine of his 11 starts, including the 2000 and four Breeders' Cup, and he was named the 2004 Horse of the Year's champion older male, and as you know, he has turned on out to be quite the stallion himself. So uh, she, uh, that is uh, Baby Zip, is no longer with us, but uh, the Kentucky Breeders' Association named Leslie's Lady 2016 Broodmare of the Year, and of course, uh, you you, you certainly can't blame her with the uh, record she has. Uh, she uh, is the dam of Beholder, who's the first horse in North America to win grade one races at ages two, three, four, five, and six, winning four Eclipse Awards. Uh, she's been uh, quite the mare. Um, she, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, has also produced some nice price getters. During this 2016 sale, she had a Scat Daddy Colt sell for $3 million at the Keeneland September yearling sale, the most expensive thoroughbred sold at public auction in the world last season, and the highest price yearling in the September auction since 2010. All right, let's go over. Uh, we had Mary Rampolini was with us last week, and we know that she was at Oaklawn Park. Of course, we already spilled the beads on the Arkansas Derby. Uh, while Classic Empire was a winner, I'll tell you what, Conquest Mo Money, who will be going to the Preakness at 17-1, to 1, really put in a strong race and almost looked like a, a winner with about uh, 40 yards to go. And game uh, in the uh, third spot, was looking at Lee at 12 to 1. Of course, uh, well, the Count Fleet at Oaklawn Park, uh, the winner was Whitmore, no surprise there, the 1 to 2 favorite. Second was Apprehender, third, Holy Boss. And then at Oaklawn Park, uh, we did have the $750,000 Oaklawn Handicap 
inside straight got the job done there just some fantastic racing at keeneland we'll try to get through this as quick as we can um the uh, ben ali went to watershed a bit of an upset there paco lopez had a good day so did karen mclaughlin with four wins on the card and it was great to see Lady Arulia, Wesley Ward's horse, who went over and won a group race in Europe last week, uh, show her class and quality winning by two and a half in in that race. Uh, Then moving on to... uh, Race number nine, we'll be talking about Senior Investment. Looked like West Coast, a lately raced flatter, had this one won, but Senior Investment just came flying from out of the clouds and got the job done. And then in the Jenny Wiley, Lady Eli, the heavy one-to-two favorite, just got nailed at the wire by Dickinson, Paco Lopez in the saddle. All right, that's a look at national news and last week's races. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, one of my favorite guests and trainers in thoroughbred racing, Kenny McPeak's going to be with us. He's got a lot brewing in the weeks ahead. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com The home of the easy win form The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races Don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you VoiceAmerica.tv is online now The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and back with me is Kenny McPeak. He's been no stranger to the show and he's always been great at, the, at helping us out. He's always been great at exposing uh, racing uh, to the public. Uh, he puts together partnerships, and he's putting together a uh, most excellent uh, uh, presentation uh, at his farm in Lexington before and after the Keeneland races. So with that said, with us right now, Kenny McPeak. Kenny, how do you do it? I lost you for a second there, John. Yeah, okay, everything's well, great. You know, we're having a good Keeneland meet, and... Um, getting a little bit of forward motion and a bunch of good horses and things are rolling along. 
They, they really are. Well, um, let's start at the top. Most recent uh, place I saw you was uh, in the winner's circle after the Lexington Stakes, uh, grade three, 200,000. And this senior investment just, <laughs> you know, uh, tore, made a lot of tickets be torn up because it looked like West Coast uh, had that horse. All the cameras were zoomed in on West Coast. And in the Final few strides, Channing Hill and Senior Investment just ate up the ground like this horse would love a mile and a quarter, but not enough points to get in the derby, right? No, no, you know, he's going to probably have to point towards um, a race like the Preakness, which is not a bad weekend to point towards, but he, um, this is a horse that was a little unlucky in the, um, in the fairgrounds race at the Louisiana Derby. I thought he could have won that day, and um, yeah, he didn't have the greatest trip, but at the same time, you know, um, he's a nice horse. He, he ran a respectable race. And uh, coming back in the election, he was a little bit aggressive. But he, um, you know, he nailed him right at the wire. It was pretty damn exciting. Well, and, and again, this is just one of the many, many owners uh, that, that, you, that you work for. Like I said, you know, you do put together so many partnerships. And we're going to talk about a very exciting horse you unleashed yesterday. But uh, how... I mean, do you have two different cell phones, one for the owners and one for uh, regular business people? I mean, your phone just must burn no. up all day. <laughs> no, of course not. You know, um, you know, the two-year-old that we won with yesterday, my phone's burning up with people wanting to buy him. But um, that isn't going to happen. But anyway, um, it, it's all good. You know, we, um, we keep good balance in it all. And um, I believe in, you know, uh, taking good care. When, when clients call, I certainly call them back. But... Um, but when they're not calling is when I probably worry. <laughs> well, uh, wanted to ask you, a race that looks like it's wide open that's going to get somebody their uh, their first graded stakes win is the uh, Illinois Derby. Of course, It's Your Nickel, man, was just uh, lights out in the John Battaglia. Everybody thought you'd be coming back in the spiral, and instead you tried to bang heads at the bluegrass. I- I'm scratching my head. His form looks so good. What What happened in the bluegrass? Um, you know, he may he may have been outclassed. You know, um, let's not kid ourselves. It was a tough race. We really wanted to find out how good he was on the dirt, um, if he was good enough. And um, you know, it was deep water. Um, the the spiral would have been probably easier and maybe more logical to some. But the horse was. I, I thought that he didn't travel all that well. He was tired coming out of the, the Taglia race because he traveled a long way, and. Um, I just felt a couple more weeks was going to do him good, and he and he would fire off his best race, and um, they outran him pretty good. Um, we're going to give him one more pull this week in Chicago, and if he can run well there, great. And if he can't, we may go back to the grass with him. Yeah, and he, he, he's shown the ability to, to, to win on the grass and the ability to go uh, a, a mile and a 16th. That's uh, the, a nice niche that you got with him. And I noticed that Channing Hill, who put in that beautiful ride on Senior Investment, is going to go up to Chicago to ride him. And, you know, I'm looking at that race. It's it's a wide-open race. you got a good shot in there, Kenny. Yeah, it looks like Pletcher's horse is pretty tough. He always comes with a good one, but um, but it is wide open, and um, you know it's not, it's a respected race. I mean, I've been second in the Illinois Derby years back with that horse Pine, if you might remember, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I'd like to knock that one out too. Um, won a bunch of the derbies except for maybe Kentucky and Illinois and Arkansas, so it's all good. Well, a, a race that I know you'd love to punch out would be the Kentucky Oaks. How's Daddy's little darling doing? Because I know she's got enough points to get in the gate. 
Yeah, she's doing really well. Um, you know, we've been trying to time her winter so that this was her third start off the shelf. And, um, you know, her second start, the Ashland was a great race, um, although it didn't quite set up for her that well. But she made a really good run. And um, this next start at Churchill will be another another 16th of a mile, going a mile and an eighth. So um, it gives her a little more time to run them down. And I don't see that race unfolding as one that's going to be paceless. So um, I think she's got a little better chance in this one than she did the, the last one because it came when we go to the first wire. And Churchill obviously has got the long run home. Absolutely. Now, late breaking news. I want everybody to get their pens out and write down the name 10 City. It looks like somebody went to the phasing October sale, uh, picked up a runaway and hide coat for $12,000. And I'm not sure what the upside of this horse is, but it's a two-year-old that won by 10 lengths under wraps with Robbie Alvarado in the stranglehold. And this horse uh, comes from a great Darby Dan family. I mean, there's just... You know, black type all over. Well, what's what's the future of Ten City? I understand your phone's been, uh, you know, ringing off the hook for people that want to buy them. Yeah, you know, um, you know, as many years as I've been doing this, um, this is probably as exciting a horse as I've ever had my hands on. He really? Is, um, well, he went forty-four and four for a half mile, and they really, we really didn't even ask him. So he's got the kind of speed that you know, that you need, um, the key here is just going to be, you know, keeping him healthy. Um, you know, w- what kind of plan do we lay out? I've got, you know, kind of actually was studying it when, when you rang, um, a little while ago here, it's, um, a good spot to be in. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that want the, the ready-made horse and, um, you know, just the list of horses that I ha- have had in my career. Okay. Harlan's holiday, he made almost 3 million, you know, nice horse. This horse, in my opinion, is better. Um, wow. Tahana Run, who was second in the Derby, you know, really good horse, but he didn't have early speed like this horse has shown. Um, he, he broke his maiden at Keeneland, Tahana Run did, but he came from way back to do it. Um, Golden Ticket, who won the Travers, I, I, I wouldn't even hesitate. This is a better horse. Um, so it's, um, it's going to be interesting. The next uh, probably... 12 to 24 months and what what all fun we can have with him and we've had some crazy offers um we really don't want to sell him i've got a nice group of people he's he's one of the magdalena partnerships believe it or not just within the last three months i sold 20 percent of him for six grand and um (laughs) today today that 20 percent is worth about 200 maybe more (laughs) so um anyway um that's a, a good ROI for those that know return on investment. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he's um, he's going to be a horse. I think we're going to have a great time with, and I've got to plot out a, a plan whether I keep him here in the states or there's a chance we may take him to Royal Ascot and run him in the um, in the um, Coventry at Royal Ascot, um, or we could keep him here local and point him towards uh, you know some of these stakes here, and then um, you know obviously the Breeders' Cup Juvenile in the fall. Wow, that, that's great news. Best of luck. You, you brought up Harlan's Holiday. As you know, he's very close to my heart. I watched him win in the stakes when he was a two-year-old. Um, I saw that you had two Harlan's Holidays that you obtained from Argentina in the other day. Uh, you scratched one. You ran the other one. I, I know that that horse ran impressively. He didn't win, but he showed a lot of talent. My question is this, Kenny. An Argentinian horse this time of year 
in North American standards, how old is he? Well, they're, they're running six, six months behind the curve in some cases. It depends on their fold date. Um, you know, if, they have a, if they're a July or August fold, then in some cases they may be three or four months behind the curve. Um, if you can run them against straight three-year-olds, then all the better. But, you know, I've done this. Um, historically, I've done it with a horse named Einstein. Yes. And Einstein was one of the first um, Brazilian three-year or uh, yearlings that I imported or exported, however you want to look at it. Um, and that horse ended up making almost $3 million here. Um, the, the key is, is that the market in, uh, in South America is significantly softer than the U.S. market. And, and in this case, I was able to buy, I bought eight Harlan's holidays for a package deal for a client, um, uh, Mr. Fireman, same, same gentleman that owns Senior Investment, and um, brought, we basically imported them and, and we're playing them out. Um, we've got a couple in there that we think are really freaky good, and we've got some other ones that are going to need some more time to, to develop. So um, it's kind of an interesting kind of against the grain process, but... Um, I'm actually probably the only American that does it. Um, I've been going to Brazil for 15 years. I've been going to Argentina for about the same time, and and I've got a lot of good connections. And I, did you see the horse I ran yesterday? Some NTM. He's no, I'm sorry, I missed one. that. Yeah, he the, the, this horse just got just got beat by one of the Phipps McGahee horses, and um, he uh, he came rolling to run second yesterday. But anyway, another another import and um i like i like doing it i'm i've got vittori ken who's a horse that's uh he just ran in dubai but i i purchased him for a group and he's a champion three-year-old in brazil and his next start will be here in the states in the next few months but um you know it's interesting um you know it's fun fun way to approach it well, uh, Kenny, you know, uh, you've always been innovative. You just pointed out one way that you've been innovative is uh, not being afraid to go south of the border and find good horse flesh at a decent price. Um, but you've been great at exposing people and bringing together partnerships. And on Saturday, you're once again hosting uh, the Magdalena Farms Open House in Lexington. Now, the morning event is more of a educational process. I believe it goes from 10 to noon. Uh, then, hey, have fun at the races at Keeneland. And then I think you're uh, putting on a little bit of a party after. I gave uh, uh, Cindy with an eye at MagdalenaRacing.com's address out at the top of the show uh is there still time and room for people to sign on yeah no problem i mean you know truth is, is it just show up um you know we're located on the north side of lexington it's um it's actually 2651 russell cave road but we do this um we've been making an a, a, a spring fall event of this um i think that a lot of people need i guess you could say a door to, to the sport and um it's easy enough. I mean, you know, we, we've got a great facility. Um, it's nothing complicated when people come, but, but shaking hands and seeing what we do and, and uh, spending a little time to get to know people. But, you know, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy hosting stuff and, and, and certainly teaching, um, you know, whether it's an, a new owner or, or meeting a guy that's been in the game for a while, either way. But it's a, um, you know, just an opportunity for people to, to, to come in and check us out. 
Well, and I think the horse that we spent some time talking about that who knows what the upside is. Ten City was a a $12,000 phasic Tipton purchase. And uh, Kenny has a, a great website. And uh, if you're interested in his offerings, uh, it's open to the public. He posts uh, pictures of the horses. Uh, he he uh, talks a bit about their pedigree and tells you right up front what he feels the horse is worth. And if you want to buy in on it, you can. And what I will tell somebody is, you know, I knew Kenny back in the day. He, he uh, you know, he didn't come up with a silver spoon in his mouth. He's extremely approachable. So if you're having any thoughts about going to this event, I, I, I wouldn't be shy about it because, uh, you know, Kenny, He's not going to one-up you. It's it, it's going to be you know an, an open thing. You'll probably meet some other people. Obviously, all like-minded people that uh, that enjoy racing. So uh, just like he said in, in his race, don't be shy if you're new to the sport. This is Kenny's specialty, helping people learn about thoroughbreds and racing them. So uh, I, I hope you have well, a, a great show up. And, and you know, anything else you want to tell our public about? Well, well, you know, the truth is, is that I did start what I call humble beginnings, but but we really like to have fun, and we want to be around people that want to have a good time. And this 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 sport isn't that complicated. It's a it's a great game, and but it it is difficult to learn. And in some cases, you know, pe- people need someone to teach them, and and that's that's fine. I, I enjoy doing it, and um, you know, uh, the people that we've brought into some of the Magdalena partnerships. I tell them, so listen, this isn't about money. It isn't about, you know, for one, you need to learn how to lose well because you're going to get a lot of that. <laughs> but but we like to have a good time. And, um, you know, it really is a great game. And, you know, enjoy, uh, you know, bringing people the, the opportunity to understand it better. Well, Kenny, thanks so much. You've been so busy and you took the time out to be with us tonight. I gl- greatly appreciate it and uh, wish you uh, best of luck in uh, the Illinois Derby on Saturday. My pleasure. Y'all have a great night. All right. That was Kenny McPeak. Don't forget, you're invited to a party at his farm this Saturday. If you happen to be in the Lexington area, Magdalena Farms Spring Open House. I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know how to Google stuff. You can get there. It'll be a great time. Morning educational process. uh, And then after the races, a barbecue and a bar. Can't beat that. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We come back. We're going to be talking with the Railbird, Bob Railbird Roberts. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. 
Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. All right, and back with me, one of my favorite guys in the business, He's been there, done that, saw many a Kentucky Derby, and has been to racetracks across the country, many that I have not been to, to be honest with you. And uh, his name, of course, is Bob Roberts. People uh, know his nickname is Railbird Roberts. For years, gave his selections out in the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and now he pretty much just does his own handicapping. He doesn't give it out in public anymore unless he's on winning ponies. Bob, how you doing, my buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, we're starting the heavy lifting now to try to figure out the Kentucky Derby. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, uh, you know, something that uh, I, I addressed at, at the top of the show, something I was very happy to see was uh, Classic Empire putting his hat back in the ring. You know, there's a lot of question marks uh, with that uh, slight injury or abscess, I believe you want to call it, and then he kind of mm-hmm. refused to train at some point. But I'll tell you what, Mark Cassie, I mean, he lost Teppin this week. I didn't lose her, but retired her. But uh, obviously, this horse is a champion. Uh, Teppin was his first Eclipse Award winner. Cassie is just loaded. At Keeneland, he is <laughs> killing him. And uh, I, I was so, so happy to see Classic Empire come back. Did you get a chance to watch the Arkansas Derby, and what was your read? I've watched it three or four times, and uh, that was very uh, a very useful effort for that horse because he got roughed up a little bit, and he had a race between horses, and uh, he had to come between horses again into the turn, and you didn't really know at the quarter pole or the 516th pole, is he really going to get there or not? And he put his head down, and he kept running, and that was a very impressive effort, very impressive effort. What what impressed me, uh, Bob, was the fact that uh, Le Peru put him in a position that was not a favorable one. I think he overcame a lot in that race. Do you notice he was kind of like tucked into a flying V? And oh, I agree. You know, it, yeah. he was getting hit with dirt for at least three quarters of the race, maybe more. So this horse had to overcome that. He had to be raided because it looked like he wanted to go on and Julian wasn't letting him go. And and then when the time was right, he kind of eased him off that rail, gave him a couple of whacks. But after that, Julian put his whip away and, uh, you know, he, he, he ran down a, a very game conquest Mo Money, who's heading to the Preakness now, Um that was tough. I mean, he had to work, but I'm sure that Cassie felt awful good about him working and coming back that hard. Oh, yeah. He, I think I read some uh, reports. He, that was uh, some of the, the most severe pressure he's felt saddling a horse for a big race. I guess he was, uh, you know, he was uh, stall walking the grandstand watching that race on TV or, or out on the apron. And, yeah, that was uh, that was a big day for him and, and a successful day. So, yeah, he's the... He's relieved and looking forward to the first Saturday in May. He's definitely, he, he's got to be the horse to beat now. I mean, what the heck? He's only, uh, how many how many stumbles has he had in his life? Two? He's only lost twice. 
right? Well, and, yeah. And one yeah. was when he wheeled and, and lost a jockey uh, at Saratoga. Apparently, he has some head issues every so often. If he gets a little antsy or, you know, how will he deal with the uh, the pressure of the barn area of the derby and, and the walkover and all that stuff uh, to be determined, I guess. Well, you know, that's his home court, man. That's where where he won his first stake. He won the Bashford Manor at Churchill. Yeah, what was the attendance that day? (laughs) 8,000? Well, we all know Derby Day is different, and you've seen plenty of them. Um, John, uh, I remember one Kentucky Derby. This is when they put the fence in the infield. I remember one Kentucky Derby. The horse made the lead Bombay Duck, and some guy in the infield hit him in the rump with a beer bottle. (laughs) 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 Yeah. That's when they said, you go back and if you could look at years and years and years of video and still pictures, you'll see where there's now a buffer between the fans and the rail. In the old days, they could almost get against the rail on the backside in the infield because it was uh, like the Wild West back then. Poor Bombay Duck. He got hit in the, in the butt probably with a Budweiser. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. One guy that had a uh, a, a very tough decision uh, the, the over the weeks is a really great guy, Brian uh, Hernandez Jr. And uh, he has opted to stick with McCracken. You know, I guess you dance with the one that brung you. McCracken's another one that went off a little bit in his training, but uh, Ian Wilkes uh, felt good about his last race. And now, you know, certainly. Brian had the chance to choose between Gervin, who was just sensational in the fairgrounds, but I don't know that the competition uh, that Gervin's faced in his career is as good as the competition McCracken has faced. I agree with you, but Gervin has done one thing that nobody else in this race has done in 2017, win back-to-back graded stake races. He's the only one in the derby field, possibly the prospective field, who's won back-to-back graded stakes, the Risen Star and the Louisiana Derby. And by the way, that's not the only jock who had to make a tough decision. How about Castellano has decided not to ride uh, Malagasy or however you pronounce that horse's name. Everybody has a different pronunciation. Malaga- yeah, I know. Yeah, we were, we, I was with Barry Rampolini last yeah. week. We couldn't figure it out either. I mean, he only got beat. He got beat less than two and a half lengths in the uh, in the Arkansas Derby, but and Castiano, and that's the only race the horse has lost. But he has hopped off to ride Gunavera. He immediately declared he will ride Gunavera in the Kentucky Derby. Now there is a bit of a nationality or nationalist theme to this. He's from yes. Venezuela. The trainer's from Venezuela, so that's part of it because. He doesn't ride. He doesn't ride for Antonio Sanyo uh, when he's at the, in Saratoga and the Belmont and Aqueduct. You know, resting Keeneland that much, but he is his winner, one of his winter go-to guys. But uh, that's an interesting choice by Castiano. Well, you know, it, it is, but I, I like the whole Venezuela story. As, as you know, Antonio mm-hmm. Sano, the trainer, uh, was kidnapped for 30 days, lost 60 pounds. Mm-hmm. His family had right. to beg everybody uh, for money to get him out. Uh, he was the leading trainer in Venezuela. He said, I'm getting the heck out of here. Came here, right. uh, ended up with three horses, and now he's got a stable of about, uh, you know, 30-some. He's come back. I mean, for anybody who's a turf writer or a writer of any ilk, this is a fantastic story. The whole Antonio Sano, Javier Castellano connection with Venezuela. And quite frankly, Gunavera 
I'm throwing out the uh, the Florida Derby. I watched that race very closely. Of course, he did everything he could to save ground, had a break from the outside 11 hole, saved ground, and just got too far back, made a healthy run through the lane, finished third, but uh, you know nobody was uh, catching Always Dreaming, and really, Always Dreaming seems to be uh, the press box wise guy's horse right now. Yes. Well, you and I are thinking, I think so far, just in our little short conversation, you and I are thinking alike. Because if someone held a gun in my head right now, I mean, the top two horses I'm going to pick in the Derby are either Gunavera, Classic Empire, or Classic Empire, Gunavera. That's that's oh. why I'm leaning right now. Unless I see some goofy works or a, or a one hole or a 20 hole, something like that. Always dreaming... Uh, uh, there's a guy who played for the Cleveland Browns. He's a, he's a, a Browns legend. They put it's like a Hall of Fame at the stadium there. He played for the Cardiac Kids in the mid-'70s to the mid-'80s, uh, an offensive guard named Robert Jackson. He owns a piece of Always Dreaming. He bought in. Uh, he's been buying parts of horses with uh, West Point Thoroughbred, so he's headed down to Louisville for the Derby that week. He played for the Browns from 75 to 85, and uh, he loved Went to Duke. He's from the Carolinas, but he fell in, fell in love with racing somewhere down the line. So he's got a piece of always dreaming, and he's going to Churchill Downs. Well, he was probably reading Bob Relbert's, Robert's columns in the Cleveland Plain Dealer all those years, and, and you got him hooked. Because <laughs> he probably said, if this guy thinks he can handicap hell, I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> well, I belong to an Italian club, and I'm in charge of the speakers. And Jackson has been betting my selections over the years. And I call him. I says, would you come and speak to the Italian club? And he came and spoke to the club in March. So, yeah, him and I do go uh, way back without knowing each other. And, you know, That's- he's a good guy. He's, uh, he's lived in Cleveland since he retired from football in the mid-'80s. He's got a big insurance company and loves the horses, loves to bet the ponies, which is those are the kind of guys we need. Well, uh, Bob, I got about two minutes till our break, but I do want to hit you with one thing. You know, we've been talking about horses coming out of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Florida and, and Kentucky as maybe being the top contenders. Uh, obviously, it's, it's hard to say where Classic Empire is from since he's been everywhere. But yeah. uh, you know, he, he's you know scored his first two wins at Churchill Downs. Real quick, uh, the Santa Anita Derby. Here's a horse I really, be honest with you, I have loved all the time. And he's thrown in some odd races, but uh, has some, I think, some great credentials. And that's uh, John Sheriff's Gormley. Yeah. Yeah, that was a wild run race. That that race is confusing to me. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that Santa Anita Derby. Tell you the truth. No, I mean, there was, there was that whole front end, and then they just like fell apart. And up comes Except Gormley. Battle of Midway hung in there and got beat a half a length. You know? Yeah. So right. I, I, I don't. I don't know what. And by the way, I I uh, I read somewhere that might have been in the racing forum. I have to keep looking out west because the, uh, somebody wrote that four of the last five. Maybe you'll know the names of them all. I know a couple. Four of the last five Kentucky Derby winners trained in California. So that would yeah. be uh, American Pharaoh, California Chrome. Who am I? Who are the other two? I'm trying to think. Hell, you're asking me? Come on, don't give me these tests unless I got a racing form in front of me. But no, you're right. They they, they did come from California, and that's why I asked that question, because it seems like the stronger contingent is East Coast or Kentucky-based this year. Right. Well, Nyquist, right? Nyquist. Nyquist won the Derby, right? There you go. There you go. There you go. There's three of of the four. I can't think of the other I'll have another. Well, it could be Doug O'Neill twice. Yeah, it could be. You don't know. There you go. uh, 
Yeah. And, and I did notice that uh, that Mike Smith uh, took off his West Coast mounts, and he's going to ride Gervin after uh, Brian Hernandez gave up the mount. That's interesting because, boy, every he's been making so many right moves the last – it's frightening, isn't it? My God, he's always on the right horse on the right day. It's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back, try to knock out three races. Sad to say, they're good races, but there's not really big fields, so uh, it'll be interesting to see who you come up with. That's why I wanted to uh, spend this first segment, really, uh, Bob Roberts, picking your brain about uh, about the Derby, because hard to believe it's only 16 days away. I know. I know. It'll be here. (laughs) All right, we're talking with Bob Railbird Roberts. You're listening to Winning Ponies. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we're going to break down three races at three different tracks. Thanks for listening to us. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me, Bob Railbird Roberts, uh, writer and handicapper extraordinaire. We're going to try to bang out a couple of races here for you from Hawthorne, uh, Keeneland. Let's start, though, with the big race at Charlestown, Bob, because I know that there's a personality in this race that you and I are both familiar with, uh, an Ohioan by the name of Ron Paolucci, and I'm talking about the Charlestown Classic, one million. Two hundred and fifty thousand on the line, and uh, you just w- w- with Paolucci, you just never know what he's going to come to town with, and he is everywhere. He is everywhere, except at our banquet. He had the horse of the year and didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he couldn't. His, he had he had that he had a, a horse that was being named the Canadian champion uh, that night, I believe. Uh, so, I didn't know that. Is that yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. C- 
congratulations to him. Well, uh, yeah. anyhow, real quick, he, he calls it Looch Racing Stable, and it's with three O's. And he's got Imperative in here who won the $400,000 Poseidon on the undercard uh, at, uh, at Gulfstream with the richest race in the world. Couldn't get him in, but he did get uh, War Story in, who ran uh, fifth in the race uh, behind Arrogate by 13 lengths. Of course, uh, pretty much everybody was behind him by quite a bit. And uh, then on the outside, I think this is his reaching long shot. I don't know if he's using this horse as a rabbit or what, but Cautious Giant, who he just claimed out of Santa Anita for 62000 Local connections, people I know you know well, uh, Jeff Radosevich and J-Rad, Jake Radosevich, is going to be riding in a million-dollar race. That doesn't happen every day. So, um, no. Obviously, Stanford, with the rail speed, who won it last year, uh, is the one to beat. Imperative, my PPs don't go back far enough, but I believe he won this race a couple years ago because he's got $1.3 oh, really? million dollar earnings at Charlestown. So, uh, mm, you know, first yeah. of all, what do you think about the Luch horses, Bob? Well, I, I didn't put them one, two, three, tell you the truth. I, I, I am conceding the race to the favorite. I'm, I'm going for Stanford. I mean, yeah. uh, Pletcher, he knows what he's doing, and this horse is romped when he was there last year he went easy uh where's castellano he's not he's not riding him he's uh well, oh yeah Johnny, he's, he's riding he's coming in. yeah he's riding for hess you're right on imperative but I, i'm gonna put stanford on top from the rail he'll just go out of there and probably go wire to wire and uh the horse i like for second is linda rice's horse matt king cole he looks like a nice piece and those horses who raced at laurel have really done well so I'm, I'm throwing him second. And the horse I like third is uh, another guy who ships and strikes uh, with uh, great uh, regularity is uh, Doug O'Neill. I'm going for Gangster third. So I'm going uh, Stanford, Matt King, Cole, and Gangster. Who do you like? Well, uh, well, I, I think St- Stanford's the horse to beat, even though I know Imperative uh, did beat him. Uh, I'm not sure if he right. just put a line through uh, the Santa Anita handicap. I think that uh, our, our Luch Racing got a little aggressive taking on that field because he really regressed off the Poseidon. I mean, he bounced big time. So uh, yeah. we'll see what happens. But uh, like I said, he's, and he's got another new trainer. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. uh you know, Luch has more trainers than I've got underwear, I think. But um, So I think Stanford's right. definitely the one to beat in here. But the thing is, I've never been to Charlestown. You've been there. It's kind of a unique oh, yeah. makeup, right? Yeah. Yeah, me and my uh, – when I was covering horse racing full-time, we degenerates would cover the Preakness. Me, Dave Joseph from the Lauderdale paper, Gene Guidi from the Detroit Free Press, Eddie Gray from the, uh, from the Boston Herald. We would throw our computer bags in our hotel rooms after the last race at Pimlico and head right for Charlestown. So, yeah, that was part of our uh, yearly, uh, yearly routine, going to Charlestown. Yeah, it's a fun place. Those, those turns will drive you crazy. But, That's uh, what I was asking about, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, so do they – how many times do they go around in this race? That's a very good question. I think they're going to go around – Twice they're going to start like at the five eighths pole and go around twice. I think that's. I think that I'm looking at a diagram on the racing form page. It looks like they're starting at that. Well, maybe that's a half mile pole, but they're going around twice. I can tell you that they're going to go past the wire twice, like a harness race, a half mile <laughs> harness track. <laughs> It'll be interesting, but I say Stanford, catch me if you can. All right, we only got yeah. two. Uh, we got four, 
four minutes for two races, so let's All go right. with the Hawthorne, the Illinois Derby up at Hawthorne. Only seven entered. I, I, I'm looking at Hollywood Handsome as the one to beat. Only was beat three links in the Louisiana Derby. Dallas Stewart trains this $200,000 yearling purchase. I wish Kenny McPeak nothing but the best, but he said he's worried about Todd Pletcher and Hedge Fund. Well, that's who I got on top. You know, I thought I would never pay as much attention to the Sunland Derby as I am. And let me <laughs> tell you something. If I'm betting superfectas and trifectas on, at Churchill Downs, I'm putting hints in my boxes. And Hedge Fund ran third to hints. That's That was must have been a pretty good Sunland Park Derby. And that was this horse's very first stake start. And he ran a pretty good third. So I'm putting him on top. I put the Hollywood Handsome third. And in the middle... Kenny McPeak, did he say anything about it's your nickel? Uh, yeah, he, he said he just thought he'd take a shot in the bluegrass. He doesn't think it took, okay. t- it took too much out of the horse. He says, this will be the race where we'll decide where we go next. Is he uh, the higher echelon horse, or do we pick our spots right. and make a lot of money with him? You know, uh, Woody yeah. Stevens style. So uh, we go to the, uh, the the final race. This is kind of a niche race because it's a mile and a half on the turf, and I've been watching the weather. It may rain a little bit down in Lexington, mm. so I'm not sure how this is going to come up in these mile and a half grass races i just go right to you know who, who's won at the distance and, and and how did they do and to be honest with you nobody really jumps off the the, the paper that much to me though uh you know todd pletcher's got red rifle in there you know he'll he's closing in uh, on, a, on a million dollars and uh has been successful at the di- distance and and any dynaformer course uh, Paco Lopez had a huge weekend last weekend and uh, you know I just I'm having a hard time separating this group a mile and a half we yeah. don't know if it's going to rain I mean uh, I probably you know did not mention enough horses to really find the uh, contender in here the horse that does scare me though is coming in from Santa Anita uh, has only tried the distance once uh, but it won at, at the distance and it's a good turfer uh, and that is it's in the post a friend bread who's just been extremely consistent last three races all against graded stakes company yes i put that horse third uh i like the one horse interpol that that the uh, canadian turf race at uh, march 4th at Gulfstream was a very very fast race compared to the other turf races that day and this horse hung in there got beat like five lengths and he loves going this distance he's he's gone a mile and a half four times and he's won twice Yes, I'm going for him. I'm, I'm going for the one horse, Interpol. And the horse that I put second is the horse right next to him, Danish Dynaformer. He, he's two for seven going the 12 furlongs, and uh, he's a grinder. So I'm, I'm putting him second, and I put the horse you mentioned. It's in the post uh, third, so I'll be boxing the old one, two, four in that race. Right. Like I said, you know, it, it's a race where, you know, if you haven't won in a mile and a half, you're not going to be on my ticket. Well, Bob Railbird right. Roberts, as always, I thank you for uh, for being with us, taking the time out of your day and uh, uh, giving us your insights. Uh, be well, my friend. All right. You too, John. Okay, that was Bob Roberts. I want to thank Kenny McPeak and wish him best of luck with all the big races that are coming up. I want to remind everybody uh, listening that uh, with so much races and so many wide-open events that we discussed uh, 
today. Uh, you probably want to pull down the easy win forms. We've had some huge winners, so hopefully our algorithms will continue to bring you positive results. So once again, thanks to Kenny and Bob. Thanks you for listening. Remind your friends if they missed it and you liked it to pull us down on podcast. I know we're in different time zones. So for everyone at Winning Ponies, including Matt Widener, our producer, I'm John Engelhart. When you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.